Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nostalgic Mystery Radio. I'm your host, Stevie Kay, and it's my honor to bring you the radio shows of yesteryear. For this episode, I bring you The Adventures of the Falcon, episode titled The Case of the Weeping Willow, originally aired April 27th, 1952, where fun with a gun leads to a big bang out of life. So sit back and relax, and I hope you enjoy this Nostalgic Mystery Radio. Thank you for listening. Hello? Yes, this is the Falcon speaking. Oh, Elsie. I'm glad you called. I'll have to skip it tonight, Angel. I got to play spoil sport. Mm-hmm. Some boy I know is looking for fun with a gun, and I want to make sure he doesn't get a big bang out of life. Once again, the National Broadcasting Company brings you The Adventures of the Falcon, starring Les Damon. The Adventures of the Falcon, dedicated to private investigators everywhere. Those hard-hitting detectives who, like Mike Waring, risk their lives to aid law enforcement agencies. So join him now when the Falcon solves The Case of the Weeping Willow. It's late afternoon in New York, and a nervous young man named Joey Willow races down the fourth floor corridor of the Belmont building. For Joey is in a hurry. When he comes to a door marked Lester Pharmaceuticals, he barges right in, almost knocking down its sole occupant. Hey! Hey! Take it easy, fella. Uh, sorry. You all right? Sure. Hey, you're limping. Well, I have been for seven years. Oh, you're a... You can say it. You must think I'm a jerk. Where's Lester? No, he isn't in. But he told me to meet him here at 12. Well, I guess he was detained. Look, my name is Joey Willow. Did he leave a package for me? No. You sure? I'm positive. Well, how can you tell? Why don't you look around or something? Well, it wouldn't be any use. What's your name? Al Romano. You work for Les? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you can help me out. I need a jolt. A jolt? Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? Look, you don't have to worry. I'm one of Les's old customers. Didn't he ever mention a Joey Willow to you? No. Well, I'm one of the boys. It's all right. Here, maybe this will convince you. What are you rolling up your sleeve for? Yeah. You satisfied now? Let me see that. Told you I was no faker. I gotta have a shot. Well, I'm sorry, I... What do you mean, you're sorry? You gotta give me one. I'll take anything. M, C, horse... Look, Joey, I... I tell you, I'm okay. Les knows me. Please, you gotta... You don't know what it feels like. Well, I've got an idea. Oh, I get it. You're trying to hold me up. Well, how much do you want? Look, Joey, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. I ran out last night. That's why I called. Oh, Joey. Lester. Oh, am I glad to see you? I was just telling this fellow. I know, I heard you. Wait in my office. But I need a shot right now. I, I feel... said wait in my office. You won't be long. Just a couple of minutes. Well, Al? I didn't say anything. No, but you were thinking plenty. Just what a chump I've been. Well, I was real stupid not to see what's going on here. And what is going on? Les, please. Get back in there, will you? Oh, hurry, will you? What are you going to do about him? Well, what would you recommend? That boy is a dope addict. You're kidding. 
But you're not going to get away with this. Who's going to stop me? Maybe me. Listen, Gimpy. You just managed to get by on one leg now. Talk out of turn and you won't have a leg to stand on. Just think it over, Al. You'll see I've got a point there. only me, Ruthie. What are you doing home? I, uh, I quit my job. You what? Yeah. I'm right, glad to sit down. Now, let me get this straight. You walked out on Lester? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I didn't like the work. Well, now, isn't that just ducky? And since when can a... Cr- a man with your handicap, be particular. You don't understand, Ruth. You know what I was doing? I was a pusher. A what? A pusher. Those packages I was delivering contained narcotics. So? What do you mean, so? Well, somebody's got to do it. Why shouldn't it be you? I don't know what you're saying. Don't be a fool. Since when can you afford to be fussy? Listen, if you saw this kid that came into the office, it would have broken your heart. You can't imagine what he was going through. Did you ever stop to think what I'm going through? How do you think I feel being married to a man who can't even support me? I know. Nah, you don't. Now get on that phone and call Lester. Uh Uh-uh. Then what do you intend to do? I was thinking of getting in touch with Mike Waring. What for? Advice. You want advice, I'll give it to you. Call Les and apologize. I won't. It's a dirty, rotten business. It paid the rent. It was blood money. The landlord took it, didn't he? I'm warning you, Al. You go to Waring, we're through. I'll walk right out. You wouldn't. No? Watch! Ruth, come back here! Ruth! Sorry, Mike. I I tried to follow her, but with this leg of mine... Yeah, I know. By the time you got outside, she was gone. That's right. Well, what about Lester? What about him? You've got to report him to the authorities. Oh, no. Look, Al... Look, you don't understand, Mike. If I open my yap, Ruth will never come back. And you think her return will settle everything? Yes. No, you're wrong. I know it's easy enough for me to talk. You did your duty once before and it cost your leg. It was worth it. Well, this is the same thing over again on a smaller scale. Men like Hitler poison people's minds. Lester works on their bodies. Well, let someone else nail him. No, that's just it. We can't let other people do our work. You're the only one who has the opportunity. Well, what about this Joey Willow kid who came in for a shot? No, we can't depend on him. Now, what do you say? You gonna let me call the cops? Okay. That's the boy. I'll do it right now. You are gonna try to find Ruth, huh? Yeah, sure, sure. Now, the man I want you to talk to is Sergeant Corbett. Uh, don't quote me, but he's all right. This guy... 86 Precinct, Reynolds. Is Corbett there? No. Have you any idea when he'll be in? Who wants him? Mike Waring. Well, uh, he's off today. When will he be back? Who knows? Look, Reynolds, this is official business. Well, that's tough, but it looks like you'll have to deal with me. All right. I got a friend named Al Romano. He works for an outfit named Lester Pharmaceuticals. So? Well, it's a blind. This Lester's up to his ears in narcotics. Now, what have you been smoking? All right, don't be a goon. This is on the level. Where's this Al Romano now? At my place. 
Well, uh, tell him to go on home. I'll drop by in 20 minutes. Fair enough. What did he say? You ought to go home. He'll pick you up there. Uh, wait, I'll get my coat. What for? I'm going with you. Oh, now, don't be silly. I don't need a nursemaid. Well, I still think... I that... know what you think, but I tell you it's all right. Or will be as soon as you find Ruthie. I get to work out of her like a good boy. Who is it? Police. Open up. Oh, just a second. Come on in, sir. What's the matter, Al? What are you doing here, Lester? Well, I'll tell you. I, uh... I think maybe we both acted a little hasty this afternoon. Did we? Mm-hmm. You didn't mean what you said, neither did I. But that kid, Joey Willow, bothered me. Yeah. He bothered me, too. You know, your trouble, Romano, you're too sensitive. You mustn't let a little thing like that get under your skin. Are you all through? I'd be reasonable. Come back to work for me and I'll sweeten the ante. I'm not interested. Pay you two fifty a week and there'll be a bonus at the end of the year. You think I'd touch that money? Well, if you object to pushing the stuff, forget it. I'd just like to have you around. I'm not that pretty. Beauty is only skin deep. I like a man with character. Are you going to get out? Okay. I see where I made my mistake. You're the kind who won't touch gold, but I'll bet you'll take lead. Put away that gun, Les. What are you complaining about? You won't have to worry about that bad leg when they give you a set of wings. Happy landing, kiddo. No. <laughs> Hiya, Mike. Sergeant Corbett. Uh-huh. Hey, I heard you were out of town. Not anymore. Well, come in. Does the uh, invitation include me? Did you have to bring him along? Yeah, Reynolds is an associate of mine, remember? And he just, just told me a very interesting story. Seems you called him this afternoon about an Al Romano. Well? Or was that before or after he was killed? What? You heard me. Well, that's impossible. I just saw Al a couple of hours ago. And it was after he was knocked off at 2 o'clock. I can't believe it. Well, if you'd like to accompany us to the morgue... Who did it? That's what we'd like to know. Have you talked to Vic Lester? Who's he? He's a real smooth type. Looks like he bathes in lanolin plus. Al was working for him. So? So he thinks this Lester character was mixed up in narcotics. He was. Now, take it easy. What did Romano see you about? He wanted me to find his wife. Did you walk out on him? Yes. Did he have any insurance? None that I know of. He was in the army, wasn't he? So? So he must have been covered. Well, even if he was, it's only for 10000 Only 10000 I suppose that was pin money to the Romano. No, you're nuts. Is he? Well, you don't believe him. Well, you got to admit he makes sense. After all, Romano's wife disappeared. Well, she'll turn up. You giving odds? What are you going to do about Lester? We'll get to him. Take care of it, Reynolds. Why can't you? I'm going to concentrate on Mrs. Romano. Well, forget it. I tell you, Lester's our man. Well, then I'll leave him to you and Reynolds. And if you guys can't handle him, we'll get the Girl Scouts. Every day last year on the highways, an average of 103 Americans like yourself or those in your family were killed in automobile accidents. But a lot of highway deaths don't seem to bother us much unless someone in our own family is killed. 
We are shocked, however, and do become excited when an occasional disaster or catastrophe strikes and claims a large toll of life. Why? If a tornado over which man has no control strikes several states and kills 100 or 200 people, is that disaster any worse than 100 or 200 Americans being killed in a single day in automobile accidents? The daily toll of 103 deaths a day in traffic accidents is America's greatest shame. You can do your part in helping to fight this disaster on the highways by being a safer driver and by working in your community for strict law enforcement that means safer traveling for all of us. At all times, you must remember to drive as though your life depends on it. It does. Now back to the adventures of the Falcon. An hour has passed since Sergeant Corbett and Detective Bill Reynolds informed Mike of the murder of Al Romano. And now at the office of Lester Pharmaceuticals. Yeah? Hello, Lester. Well, if it ain't that high-flying bird, the Falcon. Yeah, see, I got here before Bill Reynolds. Who's he? A cop. Friend of yours? No, he isn't. Oh, nice place you've got here. You like it? I think it's lovely. What's back there? Just another office. Can I see it? Well, the painting in there now. Well, I'll be real careful. Oh, I wouldn't hear of it. It might ruin your clothes. Well, that's a nice suit you're wearing. I guess this business pays off better than making books. Huh? It does. What made you decide to switch? Well, I tell you, I read somewhere that people are always sick, so I figured this might be a good racket. Mm -hmm. Would you believe it if I No, I wouldn't. I'm just going to tell you how much boric acid we handle. <laughs> that's a new name for it. What do you know about Al Romano's death? You mean something happened to Al? Yes, suddenly and violently. So he did it after all. What are you babbling about? Well, I don't know how close you were. Real close. He was my friend. Well, then you know he used to get these fits of depression about that game leg of his. What are you trying to hand me? Well, didn't he commit suicide? With two slugs in him? Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't seen a paper all day. Hey, do you think it could have been his wife? I heard they were having trouble. And I heard he had trouble with you. I hate to upset your apple cart wearing, but I've got an alibi. Oh, sure. Let's hear it. Tell me something. You're a private dick, aren't you? That's right. And cops are city employees? So? So when you pass your civil service exam, ask me again. Been nice seeing you, fellow. I'm sorry you have to run. I tell you, Corbett, this Lester is our boy. Five will get you ten, he killed Romano. Well, I kind of doubt it, Mike. After all, you got no proof. Well, if you'd only talk to him... You... He doesn't have to. I did. Oh, oh, come on in, Reynolds. What's the story? I just came from Lester's office. And? It's all on the up and up. Went through the place with a fine-tooth comb. Well, there must have been a few teeth missing. Quiet. What about Romano's murder? He's got an alibi for the time. I don't believe it. Why didn't he spill it to me? I don't think he likes you. You know, that's possible. Now, never mind that. Let's have the dope. At the time Romano was killed, Lester was at the Paramount. Oh, no. How do you know? I checked with an usher. He remembered him. With 90 million people in the joint, he remembers Lester? Yes. Lester had some trouble in the check room. He thought he left his coat there. They found it later in the men's lounge. Oh, that's rich. What's wrong with it? Everything. It's too pat. Oh, you're nuts. Anyone who looked the least bit like him could have passed muster. Well, then you think... I think Lester staged the entire bit. While he went over to kill Romano, he had one of his friends make the fuss at the theater. You don't know what you're talking about. Look, Reynolds... I'm lucky. Now, that's enough out of you two. Reynolds, suppose you check with Haskell, see if he's learned anything about Romano's wife. Okay, Sergeant. I want to know as soon as they find her. Right. Look, Corbett, you're not buying that alibi. 
I'll have to, unless you can sell me something better. I tell you, Lester killed Al Romano. He had motive, he had opportunity. Well, so did Mrs. Romano. Remember? Hey, wait a minute. Think of something? Yes. Now, Lester must be part of a narcotic ring. Well, you heard what Reynolds said. I don't care what he said. I tell you, he's a junk dealer. And somewhere in the chain, there's bound to be a weak link. You show me where. Well, that's just it. I don't know. Wait a minute. Hold everything. Al told me about a boy named Joey Willow. Now, suppose this Willow character talks. Well, he wouldn't to a cop. No, but he might to someone else. I'm going to give it the old college try. Yeah, what can I do for you? Is Joey Willow around? Yeah, I think so. I saw him about... Oh, there he is. Hey, hey, Joey. Yeah? There's a fellow here who wants to see you. Oh, you looking for me? Yeah, I am for Joey Willem. Who are you? Mike. I'm a buddy of Vic Lester. Oh, you're working for Lester? Who else? Let's go in the back. Okay, you sure we won't be disturbed? Positive. Me and the boss are like this. Wait till I turn on the light. Where's the stuff? Huh? Well, didn't Lester send it over with you? Oh, sure, sure. I got it right here. Oh, well, start pushing, boy. I'm low. Now, take it easy, Joey. I want to talk to you first. But... We'll talk later. Remember a boy named El Romano? Where's the stuff? Relax. Don't tell me to relax. What does Les think he's pulling anyway? Well, he's just being careful. You know, this could mean a prison term if I'm dealing with a stoolie. I'm no stoolie. I'm one of his best customers. You get all your junk from him? Yeah. Were you there this afternoon when he had his beef with El Romano? You asked too many questions. Well, I explained to you. Hey, you know what? I think you're a phony. Yeah, I don't think Lester sent you here at all. No, you're wrong, kid. Okay, we'll find out. Put down that phone. I said put down that phone. I suppose we go for a little ride. Phil! Phil! Yeah, what's the trouble? Yeah, this guy's pushing me around. Get your hands off him. No, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. He's my brother. What do they call you, Weeping Willows? Oh, I beat it. That gun loaded? What do you think? I think I better go quietly. So long, fellas. I'll be seeing you. brother kicked him out, I thought I'd better tell you. Well, you were right, Joey. He didn't get nothing out of me, Les. I appreciate it. Why don't you show it? With some stuff. Are you fresh out? Ain't I always? Oh, that's tough, kid, because I don't have a grain in the place. What? I was supposed to pick up three ounces today, but I couldn't take delivery with that Mike wearing on my tail. <laughs> Why, that dirty no good. Yeah, guys like him that are spoiling your fun. Oh, boy, if I could get my hands on him again. Well, maybe you can. Suppose I make you a proposition. You take care of Waring, and I'll take care of you. What does that mean? Just what it sounded like. But I haven't got a gun. Well, that's no problem. No. no. I don't want it. Okay. But don't come crying to me when you feel like you're dying. I'm dying now. Well, it's Waring's fault. With him out of the way, I could keep you supplied forever. No, I couldn't do it. Look at me. A shot will fix that up. Yeah, but you said you I didn't... I just happened to remember I got a loaded syringe in the safe. Let me have it. Will you get wearing? Just give me the stuff. Okay. 41 right. 27 left. 69 right. Here you are. How good is this? The best. Practically 100% pure stuff. Where can Back I... Back office. I'll keep watch out here. Yeah. You're powerless. Ain't I, though? 
Find everything you need in the medicine chest. Well, where is it? Never mind, I got it. Need any help? What do you think I am, an amateur? I know my way around. All right, hurry it up. I don't know if it's my imagination or what, but I feel a million percent better already. It ain't your imagination, kid. Oh. Roll down your sleeve. Huh? Oh, sure. You're a pal, Les. You said that before. I mean it. Oh, the way I feel now, I could lick the world. Then one man named Waring shouldn't be any problem at all. Here's the gun, Joey. Let's see what you can do. How did you get in here? Ah, you remember me, huh? How could I ever forget? You're Joey Willow. That's me, Joey Willow. How's the air up there? Huh? Offhand, I'd say you were flying at 10,000 feet. Get smart and I'll let you have it right now. Where'd you get that gun? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? That's why I asked. But I think Lester made a mistake. He should have come himself. You talk too much. That's yeah, so I've been told. Well, I'm going to break you the habit. Oh, you can kill me. What'll that get you? Enough. No, it won't. Lester isn't long for this world. They'll get to him sooner or later, and then where will you be? Shut up. What's the matter, Joey? The stuff wearing off? Listen, you... You don't get quite the wallop out of it you used to, huh? What'll you do when Lester can't keep you supplied? What? You'll feel like you're burning up. You know how it hits you. You can't eat, you can't sleep, you just want to die. Are you going to shut up? Look at you. Even now you're shaking so you couldn't hit the side of a bomb. Yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> what did I tell you? Let go. Come on, drop it. Let me go. I'll break your arm. No, all right, now sit down and behave yourself. Listen, where are Shut you? up! Who, who are you calling? I'll give you one guess. I didn't mean it. It's all Lester's fault. You don't know how it feels when you... 86 Precinct, Corbett. Hello, Sergeant. This is Waring. Where you been? Working, which is more than I can say for you fellas. I just solved your case. Did you now? Yes. I got a boy and a gun here who'll bear me out. Come again? I just latched onto the weapon that killed Al Romano. And who do you think sent it over? Mr. Vic Lester himself. Can you top that? Maybe I can. Suppose I told you that Lester was knocked off an hour ago. He what? And since you two didn't get along so well, maybe we ought to have a little talk. You want to come over by yourself, or should I send the car? What do you and your family do on a weekend? If you're average Americans, on a Saturday or Sunday, you enjoy your car. You take a short drive or a long trip. If you use your automobile a lot on weekends, you have a good idea how many millions of cars pour out onto the highways on weekends. That's one reason why the traffic death toll is so high and why the utmost caution is needed in weekend driving more than any other time. Along with the good drivers, we see the speeders, the drinkers, the reckless ones, the inexperienced drivers, and those who won't yield an inch out on the roads. As a result, deaths in weekend automobile accidents have increased sharply, about 2,600 annually. That is an average of 50 more fatalities every weekend in 1951 than in 1946. Injuries in Saturday and Sunday traffic accidents are now 200,000 greater in a year. On weekends particularly, remember to drive as though your life depends on it. It does. It does. <laughs> 
now back to the adventures of the Falcon. Twenty minutes have passed since Mike received the general information that Vic Lester was murdered. And now at police headquarters, we find Sergeant Corbett filling him in on the details. Uh, near as we can figure it, Lester was killed at 7 o'clock. Where were you at that time, Waring? Now listen, Reynolds. He's entitled to an answer. Well, you certainly don't think I killed him. Where's my motive? You thought he knocked off a pal of yours. He did. Well, I, uh... Oh, you're crazy. That's all Lester wants, and that was enough. Well, where were you at 7 o'clock? On my way home. That's a hot word. Lay off, Reynolds. Look, Sergeant... I said lay off. He didn't kill Lester. Then who did? Let's take it from the top of the page. You better start, Mike. Well, we know for a fact that Lester killed Romano. How do we know that for a fact? By the gun I took off Joey Willow. He admitted Lester gave it to him. And the bullets match up with the slugs you removed from Romano's body. Go on. Well, when Lester felt I was getting too close for comfort, he steamed Joey Willow into gunning me. I'll buy that. Well, even Granny's right, Sergeant. Still doesn't solve anything. Doesn't it? No, we got another murder on our hands. If Lester killed Romano, who killed Lester? Mm, what about Joey Willow? I don't see it. Waring's his alibi. That's right. He was waiting for me at my place. Now, obviously, there's someone else we haven't thought of. Well, how about Mrs. Romano? Yeah. That makes sense. Not to me, it doesn't. Where's her motive? Well, Lester killed her husband. Oh, Corbett, make up your mind. First, you were looking for her because you felt Ruth was fed up with Al. Now you claim she was so madly in love with him, she wanted to avenge his murder. You can't have it both ways. So where do we go from here? We've looked high and low. Have we? What do you mean? Well, I know we looked low when we found Joey Willow. But we haven't looked high. I don't get it. You do, don't you, Reynolds? I'm afraid I don't. Lester never could have stayed in business without some form of protection. Doesn't it strike you strange that Al Romano was killed right after he agreed to talk to the police... Wouldn't that be the natural time? Sure. But who knew his plans? His wife did. No, she didn't. She only knew he was coming to see me. But there was one person who knew Romano was going to implicate Lester. Oh. You. What? Right after I phoned you, you must have called Lester and told him the worst. You're crazy. You told him he had to get rid of Romano before you got there. You figured that would solve everything. You don't blame him, do you, Corbett? I want to hear more. Then after Romano's death, when I kept insisting Lester was behind it... Reynolds felt he had to get rid of Lester for his own protection. Look, Sergeant, you can listen to this if you want to, but I've got... Stay where you are. Get his gun, Mike. It'll be a pleasure. Hey, look what I found. What do you make of this? What do I make of what? His service revolver. It's been fired recently. Let me see that. I I can explain it, Sergeant. Shut up. What will you bet the slug that killed Lester came from this gun? I wouldn't be at all surprised. Uh, do me a favor, Mike. Sure, Sergeant. Leave me and Reynolds alone for a while. I got some departmental business I want to take up with them. Alone. Come on, Corbett, cheer up. How about stopping somewhere for a beer? No, no, I don't feel like celebrating. And I think what the public will make of this. Oh, they'll understand. They know the thousands of decent things cops do, do every day of the year don't make news. It's only when a cop does something rotten that makes headlines. Still, he was a cop. Well, Reynolds wouldn't have been any different if he was a fireman or a garbage collector. There are guys like him in every business in the world. You just can't keep them out. Yeah, but they're the exception, not the rule. Well, everybody knows that. Incidentally, what did he tell you? He was working with Lester for the past six months. 
When he thought you were getting too close for comfort, he decided to get rid of Lester so there'd be no trail leading back to him. He confessed all that, huh? And more. <laughs> you should have seen him. You couldn't ask for a more cooperative witness. Hmm. He was practically crying for the stenographer to get it all down. Well, I can't see why he... Oh, wait a minute. What happened when I left you two alone? Well, this is strictly between us. Oh, sure. But I figured if Reynolds could forget for six months he was a cop... You were entitled to forget it for six minutes. Actually, it was closer to 16. <laughs> Good night, Mike. The Case of the Fatal Six. The Case of the Fatal Six. That's the title of next week's adventure of the Falcon, when Mike Waring learns that no matter how careful a killer may be, leaving bodies is always a dead giveaway. The Adventures of the Falcon are based on the famous character created by Drexel Drake. Produced and transcribed by Bernard L. Schubert, written today by Eugene Wang, and directed by Richard Lewis. Les Damon was starred as the Falcon with Chuck Webster as Sergeant Corbett. This program came from New York. This is Fred Collins speaking. Mystery Radio presentation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to like and rate this podcast on your favorite app. Also, there's a Nostalgic Mystery Radio YouTube page for your perusal to subscribe to. You can contact me by emailing me at nostalgicmysteryradio at gmail.com. I hope you have a blessed day or evening. And again, thank you for listening. <laughs>